10 o'clock and you're listening to Brunch. So let's turn to the first part of today's program and that is this week's Global Flavors. Uh, this week on Global Flavors, we'll be exploring Punjabi cuisine and we'll be chatting with Michelin star chef Pelash Mitra of the new Punjab Club and we'll be talking about the flavors of Punjab and how he started his own food journey. On this week's Global Flavors, we're exploring Punjabi cuisine. Originating in the Punjab, a region which is now divided in an Indian part to the east and a Pakistani part to the west, this cuisine has a rich tradition of many distinct and local ways of cooking. This week, I'm really delighted to be chatting with Michelin star chef Pelash Mitra of the new Punjab Club about the flavors of Punjab and how he started his food journey. We have always been a family of foodies, like, you know, we are Bengalis, Bengali Punjabis, and uh, my mother has been always been a keen cook before her, my grandmother, both my grandmothers. We used to live in a joint family, so there was plenty going on in the kitchen all the time, like, you know, all the cousins, you know, all my, uh, all the nieces, you know, they all would cook something. They all had a different uh, dish to cook, like, you know, for example, if it was lunch, and then my mom would cook meat. Uh, my grandmother would cook vegetables, my aunts would cook the rice and my like the nephews. Everybody would uh, would have one common kitchen but a different section, very much like a modern kitchen where different people cook different things and it all comes on a plate. Exactly the same thing used to go on. And that is where it, uh, that thing inspired me, you know, I mean, um, and even though I had like a conventional education and like, you know, I went to school, I went to college and stuff like that. But my heart somewhere lay in this, you know, this creative pursuit. You know, it was like for me and um, uh, channel to express, you know, uh, without the use of words and stuff like that. You know, I, I, I don't like to talk too much, but, you know, this thing helps to bring out your emotions, like the thing on the plate when you taste that thing. So um, that is how I guess uh, I was oriented. I was like, you know, kind of guided um, uh, unassumably towards towards cooking, you know, towards hospitality. Um, and then uh, when we did our my 12th exams back in back in India, it's like 10th plus 2, which is like, you know, 10th and 12th. I think it's called the G Le- A-levels or G-levels or GCSCs in you know, UK and, and in Hong Kong. Um, I really decided I had to decide what to do. Should I go into medical or should I go into engineering? Because that is what most of uh, most of my family, most of my brother's cousins went into. Um, and then there was this aspect of doing something totally different which no one in our family has ever done before, like cook professionally. Um, we had like, you know, from my grandmother's side, my, my grandfather had like three hotels uh, in Dum Dum next to the airport where we used to do like, you know, traditional Bengali food. Um, and hotel in the sense of eatery, but the Indians like to call everything a hotel. Everything's so, a hotel. Everything's <laughs> a hotel. So that's what it used to be. And I spent quite a summers, quite a few summers there, like, you know, looking at that cooking in the kitchen, you know, eating when I was barely 13, 14, 15. So that thing had a very strong impact on me. Like, you know, I really wanted to please people. I really wanted to do this uh, kind of... Um, and then back then it was like for me, uh, maybe it's not that much of hard work. You know, I won't have to study all night or I won't have to do this or the, that. I still have time to spend on myself, do my, you know, pursue my hobbies. And that is how it was finally decided. It was a collectively family decision that, you know, Palash Mitra is going to go to culinary school, you know, as opposed to an engineering school or a medical school or, you know, some other technical field. Um, and that is how I went into it. First, the first year, I really I was terrible at it. You know, I didn't enjoy it at all. You know, I mean, it was too much for me. 
uh, because it was so much in depth. You know, back at home, it's always fun, you know, you know, and my mom's there to correct everything and all that stuff. But during the first year, it was competitive and I had no idea. There was like another hundred people who wanted to do the same thing as me. And I said, uh, that is really tough, you know, because you had to go get up early in the morning. You had to do hours and hours in the prep kitchen. You had to go attend schools and they had to do practicals. And I was living away from my home for the first time. And you had to do your laundry and stuff. And everything was like, you know, suddenly trying to be an adult. And uh, But eventually the bug bit me, you know, when I went to my industrial training. Uh, I did my internship internship in uh, the Taj Koromandal. It was a huge, huge hotel. It was like a city. Um, and then that is when things fell into place. You know, first year I was really wasn't very sure if I'm going to actually cook professionally, if I'm going to do uh, front of the house, you know, go into something else. But when I went and did my training, that is when I realized I really wanted to cook. Uh, um, and then then there's no looking back. You know, I finished uh, uh, my industrial training. I finished college, but even before I had finished college. Uh, I was getting really good at it, and I got picked uh, um, for the Oberoi Raj Vilas in one of their uh, entry-level um, uh, interviews, and that was a big deal because you know I had a job even before I had passed out, and you know as a middle-class person, what else do you want? Back in in those economies, back in those you know, when you have a job, the idea of uh, education is to have a steady job, and I already had that uh, before I passed out from college, from culinary school, and that gave me a lot of confidence in my ability to you know, do something. And then I haven't stopped since. Like, you know, I've been cooking for the past 25 years in various capacities, in various kitchens. Uh, when I started at the Obro Raj Vilas, I had gone into a Western kitchen. So I think because back then, um, that was one of the most uh, um, attractive uh, cuisine everybody wanted to cook. We weren't talking about Indian food uh, at all. You know, even back in college, the guys who really excelled in French cooking or Western cooking, they were the top aces, right? You know, so obviously I wanted to be a top ace. I didn't want to be a second, you know, second. I never wanted to be a second thing, you know, in my life. So I went, did Western cooking. And then eventually again, like, you know, after doing five, six, seven, uh, yes, five, six years of uh, cooking Western, I, 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 I tried to started to travel a lot because I was making a lot more money. And I was spending that money traveling and going eating at roadside places, you know, taking long trips, bike trips to other cities, to New Delhi and places like that. And I was eating at this roadside uh, dhabas, they call it, right? Um, and that is when I realized, like, you know, Indian food has got so much, so much variety, but it's got so much soul, so much to offer. So simplistic, yet so powerful and, you know, profound. Um, and, you know, it's it's been a long process where I've uh, focused from cooking Western food to Indian food to now at the moment focusing just on Punjabi food. So it has been a complete, you know, it's been quite a journey, quite an exciting journey. I've learned a lot. You know, I feel I've developed so much uh, in terms and as, as a person, you know, as a team worker, as a, as a chef, you know, as somebody who likes to eat good food. So, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this all day if you had the time, but, you know, I think that's the gist of it. And I think that it was through those journey, those years that gave you the building blocks for you to have yeah. the confidence to really you know, um, uh, sell Punjabi food to the rest of the world because I think it's a really tasty cuisine, but yeah. it's not as well known as, as you mentioned, like the Western cuisine. Um, so now here we are. Tell us how you, would you describe Punjabi food to someone who's not really tried it or how would you explain the type of cuisine it is? The cuisine is very simple. I mean, you know, it reflects the kind of uh, the civilization is the people are very simple people. They are hardworking agrarian people. You know, they get up, they go to work. Some of them go to, uh, they're involved in farming. Uh, a lot of them are involved in transportation and trucking. 
but in general, the people are uh, like, you know, uh, they live a simple life. You know, uh, they celebrate the seasons. They eat in sync with the season. Um, and as such, the, the flavors are very simplistic, very robust, something that could sustain uh, them for a long day of hard work. You know, most of them eat maybe only a couple of meals a day. So the the, the first meal, which is like, you know, either it's like, you know, early early breakfast or a, a late breakfast, which is Quite essentially hearty. brunch. Yes. Yeah, it's very, very hearty. So I think a lot of people would have that probably one one meal before setting off to work to the fields or for, for, for their day-to-day uh, -day activities. That meal would be very, very, that meal would be very hearty. Like, you know, something almost what we, we like to call brunch, right, you know. And it would have uh, it would have lentils, it would have vegetables, it would have meat, it would have breads, it would have rice and stuff like that to sustain them through a long, long, uh, long dairy day. Um, but as such, like, like I said before, it's a very simplistic cuisine, you know. I mean, it doesn't uh, draw heavily from fancy items like, you know. But whatever they have, they make them sing. You know, I mean, even if it's like a simple mustard green, they'll make the sarsoka saga out of it. You know, they'll have the maki roti, which is like maize flour mixed with uh, with water and salt and cooked on a griddle. You know, and but that tastes really, really nice. You know, when you have it early in the morning, just imagine yourself sitting in, in some village, lush green, you know, the warm winter sun falling on your backs. You're sitting outside, breaking that bread, scooping up the delicious, you know, creamy, uh, mucky uh, sag and then just eating it you know that that's just life in itself like that's celebrating life that's celebrating the seasons and in summer you know they would have all the chas lassi and stuff like that and uh, so um, they would celebrate the seasons you know uh, in in the food that they have on their plate you know uh, they would uh, keep it simple but they would make it tasty and that's what the food is all about it's not about um, it's about being uh, uh, Timeless. It's about being relative. You know, it's uh, how do you, what's that word? Um, relevant. Timeless. Yeah, yeah it's I like timeless, timeless and relevant are the two words that you would uh, describe Punjabi food as. Like you know, regardless of how how long, uh, how how many years ago, or what happened in between, that thing that thing will still resonate. You know, because you know, uh, it's that that's the soul. That's the pure soul uh, of the cuisine. What types of uh, spices do you use then uh, that comes to mind when you're cooking with Punjabi food? Uh, Punjabi food, uh, like, you know, um, we all know Indian food is all about spices, right? You know, I mean, there's like you know, so many different uh, type, uh, type of spices. For example, if you look at the Chetinard spices, there's like 13 different spices uh, that go into that spice blend. Um, as opposed to Punjabi food, you know, they are very, it is very, very simplistic. You know, I mean, there's not so much use of uh, heavy spices. You know, I think the most common spice would be black cardamom, followed by mustard and some dried red chilies and stuff like that. Saffron is widely used because that's the region. But apart from that, you know, they hardly go for uh, things like garam masala or like too much of cardamom or too much of cloves and cinnamon and all the kind of stuff, you know. So it's the flavor really profiles. The, of the food itself. Yeah. They, like I said, they're celebrating the quality of the food of the ingredients because it's seasonal. It tastes auto automatically, naturally better. Uh, uh, and then uh, I think uh, there's no need to mask it with additional flavors and stuff like that. Uh, so in terms of cooking, in terms of spice usage, it is very light. It's not heavy-handed at all, like you know some other um, regional cuisines, you know, uh, present in India. With lots of sauces and stuff, no need. Yeah, there are a few items that are saucy, like for example the butter chicken. Well, it is a very modern innovation. It's like you know goes back only about 1960s. It's around 1950s it's where that the butter chicken. Yeah. Oh. 
I mean, that is when Kundanla, uh, Kundanla uh, Shah, and um, you know uh, a few of his friends. Uh, Uh, they accidentally created the butter chicken. This was during the partition, and there's a huge, there's a very nice um, story about this um, out there. You know, I mean, I think I, I was part of it. Fortunate to be part of it. You know, it's uh, yeah, from um, I think uh, Eat Drink Asia, um, uh, and we we explore the entire story of butter chicken, how how it evolved and what happened. But the gist of it is like you know, very few saucy things like the butter chicken or like say patiala shahi meat, and there's the keema, which is like the mutton mains, the nihari, and stuff like that. uh then there's flat breads and there's like some vegetables like saag um, you know alu chole you know curry you know these are like yogurt based sauce and then there are breads like you know they have the naan the makki roti the roti paratha chapati things oh, like that oh i'm so hungry but <laughs> not to forget the tandoori yes. items the food that things cooks cooked in the tandoor like the tandoori chicken um there's the kadais which is like the the mutton kadai the gosht kadai the chicken kadais and stuff like that and the pulaos which are like slow cooked rice with yes. you know oh. all those kind of things let's save those for the next episode yeah, we learned absolutely. so much with you uh, this <laughs> week let's continue with your journey in next episode of global flavors thank you so much thank you norin thank you <laughs>